Welcome to the Pretty and Purpose Podcast, where we remind you that your pretty is beyond what the eyes can see, and your purpose is your ultimate destiny. We must fix each other's crowns because sometimes, girl, they be raggedy. (laughs) This is Celeste, Maya, and this is Jess. Hey, everybody. (laughs) Welcome back, Posse. We are back. We hope that you all have been following up with our episodes um, from our first one, Relationship PTSD, and then our second one, we were talking about work-life balance or imbalance. Have you all been balanced or imbalanced this week? This week, I've been okay. Yeah, I have been maintaining my boundaries, and I'm off, off, and it is family time, and that's that, so yeah. That's good, that's good. Recently, we were on spring break, so... Trying to get back into the groove of work mm-hmm. was like, whew. but then I also realized like I needed a break from the break. Like that's you know, usually the case. Myself, yeah. I was able to get a couple hours to myself because after taking the children to daycare, I had to pick them up because one of them had a fever. So you know, I oh. had a, a couple hours to myself during the break um, to to watch a good show. So that was good. The duties of a mom never stop. No, no. never. So okay, we sorry. are. I felt that in my spirit for a second. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you had to take that in real quick. Yeah, I was like, never do we ever get a break. But go ahead. I'm never. Like, That's not the never. point today. <laughs> All right, so we are going to start off as we start off every podcast with our royal moment. And our royal moment is a time where we salute some queens doing some amazing things. So Jess has our royal moment for today. Today's royal moment goes to Angel Reese, simply because she is from Baltimore. Now, for those of you who don't know, she is the NCAA women's basketball. I think she was the MVP for her team that won the NCAA women's basketball championship. So kudos to sis because she's out here doing her thing. Yes, we always need positive publicity for Baltimore and positive people coming out of Baltimore. So definitely thank you for representing our city well, even though they tried to play and add some controversy and <laughs> they always it's gotta always. have controversy. Yeah. People can't yes. just have they can't take they win and keep it, you know, like that's it. It is always more. Right, exactly. But you know, you handled it well. Didn't make it a bigger deal than it needed to be. So, shout out to you for that. Oh, and I also want to shout out her cousin as well because he won for the men's team. Jordan Hawkins is his name. Yeah, Yeah, and he's from he's from the area as well, right? I believe so. I saw something that said DMV. You know, sometimes Baltimore is like, oh, no, we're not a part of the Baltimore DMV. is not a part of the DMV. <laughs> so I wasn't sure if he's Baltimore or DMV. But either way, congratulations, you two. Thank you for bringing some po- positive publicity to this side. Yeah, All right. Yeah, so yeah. we are going to go on and move forward with our sis second. And our sis second is a time where we fix those red raggedy crowns that we see um, around the town. So originally, I was all ready for this this second because um, like I mentioned, we were on vacation and um, 
we went to American Dream in New Jersey, which is an indoor, well, which is a mall, but it has an indoor amusement park, a water park, snowboarding, skiing, like everything that you can imagine is in this mall. So typically when you go to an amusement park, like the water park and the amusement park are conjoined a lot of times. So people may be walking around the amusement park like with a bathing suit on because, you know, it's all one. Not at American Dream. Um, American Dream, there is a separate water park and there is a separate amusement park. Well, this lady with her children was walking around. I thought that they were uh, a bathing suit bottoms, but they were shorts. There weren't even uh, bathing suit bottoms under the shorts. You know why? Because I saw her underwear. That's That's how short the shorts were. And I was in complete and utter awe that, one, she would walk around a family, really kid-oriented like amusement park with these shorts on. So, let me try to freeze this. In a nice <laughs> way. And like you said, she wasn't at the park part. Like, I could see if she was at the park part. And, I mean, we still didn't need to see her butt cheeks, but... Um, like we you, were still inside. Like I had on a yeah. hoodie. Like you didn't even it didn't even call for that. Wait, you had on a hoodie and she had on shorts. So what was the yeah. temperature? Listen, we were inside. We were inside of a mall. So last oh. week, I mean, what was oh. it? It might have been like um 50s, 60s inside, but you know, the mall has regulated temperatures, so people were in right. whatever. But man so, but those was like real it was like bad. Basically, yeah. It was bad. Um so all right. Now, I am not for body shaming or anything like that. However, if you're going to wear it, never mind. <laughs> I'm not even going to go. I mean, because I... Let's just, I be, can, let's just say there's a tasteful way to wear everything, right? There's a taste. And you got to know your body type. Yes. Because sis did not have a body type to flatter... Oh, this is a great way to say it. Yes. She did not have a body type to flatter those short shorts. Again, it was inappropriate for where she was, but say she was at a place where it was appropriate. But let's be clear. It wasn't flattering. I I also, I don't, I wouldn't even say that the body, those shorts were inappropriate in that setting, period. Even if somebody had a nice, nice booty, a little petite, whatever your definition of that part. Yeah. The shorts would still be inappropriate in the no. setting because it, the, it's a children's area, and the butt cheeks was out. Yes, in your underwear. Can, can we discuss that real quick? Appropriate wear for when children are around, especially when you're on vacation. Like, come on, people. Yeah, yeah. the nudity is unnecessary. I know some moms who have their like bathing suits for when they, you know, on vacation with their man or their girlfriends. And then they got their mom bathing suits on a, you know, they got a whole separate bathing suits for their mom's yes. bathing suits when they're with yes. their children. So like it's a it's an unwritten code, but it's a code for, for real. <laughs> and, <laughs> for when you are around children. So I definitely agree. Um and even she she had her own children and family there. So at least that, like, you know, Mm -hmm. represent for your own family, but I'm sure her family is used to it. If she was dressed like that in public, I'm sure that's something that she does all the time. 
had to be because I'm like, nobody is saying anything to a nobody? Yeah. <laughs> so that was a problem. But I said all that to say I was excited or, you know, I thought I had it all down to talk about that this second, which became a whole second. But I did want to hop on one other. And this is uh, social media. Uh, the lady, dang, y'all know I'm going to mess up her name. Her mother cooked some uh macaroni and cheese that people Hazel E girl. What's her name? Are you talking about Hazel E? Oh yeah, her, 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 her. <laughs> okay, so she posted her mom's food and plenty of people commented, uh, not positively describing her mom's food. They said that it was dry or that it did not look like mac and cheese, it looked like other things. But Countess Vaughn, y'all know Kim from the Parkers, she said something like she was choking just looking at it. <laughs> and Hazel E decided to clap back at her of, you know, all the people she decided to clap back and talked about her thyroids and her eyes. And, you know, it was a very she strong clap back for somebody yeah. saying something about your mother's food. Like, I get it. You take offense because it's your mom, but you jump to talk about this woman's health condition. I thought that that was uh, a bit extreme. And but that's, that's the risk. But that's the risk that you take when you comment on stuff on social media. Like I've seen just, I mean, Maya, you and I, we, 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 uh, frequent just hilarious. And <laughs> I've seen comments where, you know, just hilarious will go in on your profile picture. Immediately. Yes, she will. <laughs> talk about your scarf on your head, talking about it looked like a cone hit. Like, she and and so that's the risk that you take when you comment on people things saying something that's not positive or supportive. You take you run that risk of being aired out or you know judged or criticized or whatever. So I don't know if this does Countess Vaughn truly have a thyroid issue or her eyes just I don't know. Yeah, I don't so know. Maybe she does have a thyroid issue and that probably was a low blow. Yeah, but yeah. That's what you you know you kind of open yourself up for things when you make a negative comment. That's true. But I wanted to just fix my sister's raggedy crown just to say, like, I get it if you're offended. But I think your clap back could be, you know, on the same level of intensity as the clap, if that makes sense. Like, <laughs> you don't got to go below the belt, you know, unless it, it necessarily called for that, I guess I would say. Um, so I'm sorry. I just wanted to throw that in there because... That whole thing. And then when Tamar clapped back at her because she came at yeah. Tamar too for saying um, that Tony is the only Braxton that counts or that they acknowledge, um, Tamar came back and was like, I didn't even know we was fussing with a real person. Like, let me Google yeah. her. So, I had to Google her too because I don't watch the love I already knew. Stuff. I knew I who she was because I used to watch Love and Hip Hop. I don't watch okay. any Love and Hip Hop, but I knew who she was from... Poor thing was on Ayan. Love fixed my life. She got oh yeah, yeah. Dang. So well, anyway, yeah. All in all, watch what y'all wear. Be appropriate around the children, and make y'all claps at the same level of make y'all clap back the same level as the clap. Like, don't go too high, too low if it's, if it's not. Well, better. I don't think that's right, Maya. You can't tell somebody how to clap back if somebody clapped at them. It's clap. it's, <laughs> you know how it is, and I know this is kind of juvenile, but you know how it is when you're a kid. When somebody talk about your mama, you're going to talk 
that worse about that mama. You know what I mean? Like right. you're gonna try to it's it's a competition at that point, right? So you're trying to yeah, get right harder than what they got at you to make them right. You know. No, I get that, but we talking about food that look dry, and then you talk about this woman's thyroid <laughs> in her like. I think the I message know. would be: don't start nothing, won't be nothing. Don't start nothing, won't be nothing. All right, keep go. y'all comments to yourself if you don't want to <laughs> open it up to anything. If you nut, I'm a buck. Ah, uh, <laughs> okay. Right. Well, speaking um, of. <laughs> In opposite of knucking and bucking <laughs> and ready to fight, um, we are going to be talking about living in your soft girl season or your soft girl era or whatever people want to call it. And like, what does that really mean? And what does that look like? So when we first um, even came up with the topic, Celeste was like, what? Like, what is this now? What is this new social media <laughs> thing, you know, that's happening? And so if you just look it up on Google, there are a bunch of different definitions of what it is. But this one, I feel like kind of encapsulated what people talk about on social media when they're mentioning their soft girl season. And it says, a season where women trade living in survival mode for a more peaceful lifestyle. During this season, a woman tends to push her masculine tendencies aside and allow her femininity to take over softly and unapologetically. So I and, agree with that definition. That yeah. is right there. Yes. Because yes, Urban yes. Dictionary told me that I need to wear pink and frilly socks. And so <laughs> Yeah. A lot of things we're talking about pink and I don't know if that's necessarily how soft girl season resonated with me when I started hearing about it, but I think that definition kind of captures it. So Jess, take us on your journey. Are you soft? Are you hard? Like what season are you in? Well, on today's segment of Where is Jess P? I want to be soft, but I don't think I'm there yet. And I feel like Black women, we're not given a space to live in our soft girl moment or our femininity or be vulnerable because we just have to be so many roles for so many people that don't always consist of being soft. But I'm claiming that for us, okay? I'm claiming the soft girl season for me, for all of us. And let me just give you guys an example. Like this past week, I had some situations I had one random guy like put a ladder up to my dining room window and cover my cameras. That was crazy. But then like a few hours later, I had a different guy try to open my front door. And like immediately I had to go into the survival mode. I had to be locked and loaded, ready to protect myself. And I even called the police. And when they got there, they looked at the the video footage and they're like, oh, he's just confused. They even seen this man in the hallway, asked him one question. Were you at her front door? He said, yeah. And they were like, oh, okay. It was just a mistake. He was just confused. Like they justified it for him. So there I was standing there having to ask the questions myself because I didn't believe anything that he was saying. And I'm like, okay, you tell me that you were at my front door because you were looking for the laundry room. But the laundry room can be seen from the front door of my building. 
The police never ID'd him, nothing. Didn't do a thing. Just like, oh, you can file a complaint with his employer. And I feel like it's moments like that where we have to jump into protector mode. We're not allowed to be soft. And that's crazy because a lot of times when you think about protection or being in your soft girl season, you're thinking about being protected by like your spouse. But even then, like the people, the police who's supposed to be protecting you, like you couldn't even feel soft in their presence. Like you said, um, excuse me, officer, I have some questions to ask because clearly you're not doing your job. And that's wild. Right. And after that incident, I just felt so unprotected, unheard. And I just felt like flat out tired. And I'm tired of having to hold it all together all the time in every situation. Like I have to be ready to knock if you buck. And I just can't be solved. And I feel like Black women in general don't really have that avenue to just live in our femininity and just be able to have someone else be our protector. Well, let me ask you a question because, like you said, when I first heard this topic, I was immediately over it. Um, (laughs) but, But help me understand the balance between us as strong powerful, independent, and self, you know, self-reliant and self-sustainable, so to speak, and versus this soft girl thing. Because what I feel like this concept is suggesting is that like that patriarchal society, you know, like we are dependent on the, you know, male men to protect us as opposed to us being strong enough to take care of ourselves. You, yeah, I, I think that that's I think that that's what the purpose of it is. I think it's like we're tired of having to be strong. We're tired of having to do this role that a male is typically supposed to do. Like we just want to, you know, not have to worry, not have to fight, not have to do all these things that we have already been conditioned to do. You know, just because of the society that we live in, it's like no, we want to take it back and just relax, chill, and be at peace. So, yes, I think it it is kind of like the opposite of having to be the strong one all the time. Right. I feel like we have been conditioned to play both roles, the matriarch and the patriarch, just based on everything that's going on within society. But, like, I want queen treatment. Like, can you go ahead and do that for me? Can you take care of that? <laughs> And I feel like that is part of living in the soft girl era where you're allowing someone else to step into that role to do more for you as opposed to having to do everything by yourself. Be strong, be the protector, be this, be that. So, yeah, so y'all, know I y'all know I ain't completely buying it, but I feel you. <laughs> I think, I think, Jess, I think your example was a really good one because it clicked for me a little bit there when you when you use the police as an example. You're not saying, you're not speaking about like just a relationship thing. You're not saying like, I need a man to do this, that, and a third for me. You're saying in terms of society, how, right. um, just in general, how women are treated or how we, we need, we, we want to feel that sense of security um, Correct. by external, you know, no matter who it is. But I still feel this like conundrum between like this independent, strong woman versus like being dependent, quote unquote, on a man if that makes sense. I got you. Now, my question to you is, how did we get to the the theme of independent, strong women? Like, where did that come about? I mean, 
over time, I think there's a lot of factors that play into it, right? Like if you go back into history, um, you know, we women were at home, right? We were homemakers. Like even if you, I did my ancestry and on the, um, there's like, um, I don't know if it was a death certificate or what documentation or marriage certificate, but it'll say occupation. And a lot of people were homemakers. So mm-hmm. that's, you know, historically we were in that role as a woman. We took care of the kids. We took care of home. We didn't go to work. Right. But at a certain point in time, there came in our society where the woman had to step outside the house. Right. We now have to go to work. We can't just focus on home and children. So I feel like that, um, as well as many other factors in terms of specifically in the black community with the separation of, you know, breaking up of families and the j- prison system, all that stuff that comes along with it. You know, I feel like that's why as women, we were forced to m- shift into more of those, um, you know, that strong leader type of um, mentality, so to speak. But I feel like that. That idealism is only popular in the black community. Like, oh, we're the only ones who got to be the independent, strong woman. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that that's necessarily true all the time. Um, you know, I'm my mom is home by herself right now. My dad is out on the road, and my mom has to protect herself. Like she has to take the trash out if, unless, you know, unless my brothers are there to do it. Or like today I had to help her with something and I was there to help her put the yard bags at the, at the curb. So, you know, I think there's always, I think there's a time and a place for everything. And there are times where as women, we do have to step up. We do have to take on, you know, take the lead on something or have to be strong and independent. Um, Maybe if you make it a, like a across the board statement, perhaps it's more common in the black community for, you know, various reasons. But I think it, there's a time and a place for everything. And it, everyone probably has their moment with that. I mean, that's fair. I just feel like I want to be the rose and not the thorn bush. Like, I don't want to <laughs> always have to be the thorn bush. <laughs> so, well, let me ask you then. What would, what would, what would make you not not have to be the thorn bush what would be the solution um uh, to be believed the first time like in this example that I gave like I had to advocate for myself in which I understand that like you're always going to have to advocate for yourself but the fact that they never asked this man for his ID like they looked at me and they were like oh he's okay like he was just confused how do you know he was confused? You never even asked him any questions. So for me, it's like, I felt like I didn't matter. And what I had to say did not matter over what this man said, which clearly was not the truth. There's no way that he mistook my residence for the laundry room. Right. And I think that's that's why the whole, like, protect black women um, yeah. era, you know, came up. Because I think too many instances happen where... It's like back in the day, you know, certain things just didn't happen to women and children. But now there's so many that things that are happening to women and children. And so it, it's become a thing like, oh, now we got to remind the folks that we need to be protected. Like where it should mm-hmm. be an automatic thing that now it's like a thing that we have to advocate for. Right, right. 
Yeah, I was watching something on TV. I don't remember what I was watching, but they were talking to like this gang analyst or like representative. I, I forgot his official title, but he was saying in gangs these days, there are no boundaries, anything goes. Whereas back in the past, it used to be protect women and children. They were off limits. And now it's just like anybody can get it at any given time. And I feel like that's the way the society has moved. And so it's, I feel like it's difficult to live in a soft girl era when you got everything to worry about at all times. Yeah, there's so many. That's why I say it's so many external societal factors that play into this. It's hard to have this concept of a soft girl era. Like, you got to change the whole world. You got to hit the whole world. <laughs> like, you know, like you got to take all the patriarchal pieces of the puzzle out and, you know, make make this, make this the world more supportive of women. Make them less vulnerable. So, so, so Celeste, did you give us your secret chat? Because, I mean, you, you've been spitting some secrets. <laughs> no, no, no. I got a few little tidbits, a little something, something. Okay, oh, okay. No, Go on and give them to us. <laughs> we ready. I hear them. Okay, so on today's segment of CB Secrets, I'm going to start off with a quote because y'all know, like I said, I struggled with this topic, but I did find a quote that I felt like, okay, I can rock with this one a little bit. Um, it says, in my soft girl era, I want all the love, peace, and happiness. I will not deal with anything or anyone that stresses me or brings negativity into my life. And that really resonated for me because, you know, I think I talked about on another episode, as a mom, I've had to adjust and, um, like, refocus on what is the, you know, figure out what is in the center for me. What is the most important thing that I need to be focused on? And that is my, my family. And all that extra stuff, I don't have time for none of that because I have to take care of my family. So um, that that resonated with me. And in terms of um, your health and like health and wellness and what what it means to be a soft girl, um, I'm looking at it more so of like what things you can do to you know feel feminine and feel um, you know woman fuzzy, I guess so to speak. Right, like yeah, self care stuff. Yes, yes. Exactly. So some of the things that um, for me, um, one of them is home decor. So things that make me feel good. So when I, you know, it doesn't have to be expensive, but just like even my little nice little curtains that I got set up. I'm like, oh, they're so cute. I like my little my curtains <laughs> and, you know, finding a pillow that matches or um, uh, uh, finding some dining room table chairs. I just found them the other week. That's why I put them. Um, you know, just little things that make, bring me joy, um, around the house because that's, you know, that's just space. That's, it, it creates like an energy for you. And if you're yes. just walking around with blankets on the windows, you're not going to feel good. But if, when you look up and you see a nice little curtains and you're like, oh, you know, it, it makes you feel good. Right. Um, right now for me, eating healthy is something else that, um, has made me feel good. Um. And, and, you know, of course that goes into like my weight loss journey, but you know, that's a whole other thing, but eating healthy has also, um, really made me just feel more positive, just give me more positive energy. Um, I don't know. I'm working, I'm trying y'all because this, this topic wasn't really valid. <laughs> the last thing, um, is just like your beauty. And so that could encompass like your skincare routine and, you know, um, 
getting your nails done, your hair done, your toes, or going for a massage or that kind of thing. Um, even just buying some nice, you know, you know, we like smelly stuff, you know, buying some nice sugar scrub to use in the shower or Less. buying some, buying some eucalyptus to hang up in your shower to get some nice scent. The sugar scrub? Child, a whole nother level. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I bought those little mittens that you put on. The, little the exfoliating gloves? Yes. I never bought them before, but I bought them recently and I was like, okay. I have a brush now and I use it with the scrub. It makes my skin so soft. Yes. So those are just a few things that, you know, I've, I try to incorporate to make me feel more, you know, just like a lady. <laughs> now, Celeste, yeah. your quote really resonated with me because you said that it was about finding the love, the peace, and the happiness. And I feel like that, yes, that that is true. And it's so hard to do that when you're like having to be tough all the time. But this season, like we're going to welcome in all the things that are good for our spirit. But I feel like, again, there's a time and a place for everything. So even when you're feeling like I have to defend myself, you can still walk in peace and, and happiness mm-hmm. and, and confidence and in love you don't have to go out with like this hard shell like oh the world is out to get me you know like you have to be um i don't know the only way i can envision it is like surround like with a shield around you like a force field like yeah i mean it's like so i have this one friend who she always says you got to keep your head on a swivel and like we were on vacation and she was literally with her head looking around at all times and I'm like girl why do you think that everybody is out to get you so how can you say like you're living in the soft girl era if you're constantly watching over your back like did you do something (laughs) right right but that's what I mean like you shouldn't have to feel to like feel almost paranoid that something's gonna happen to you right I digress. Um, That's all I got for y'all. Maya? Okay, okay. So, now it is time for... Oh, is that your soft girl voice? Hold up. Yeah, this is my soft girl. (laughs) Okay, soft girl. (laughs) I had to clear my throat. Now it is time for Maya's motivational moment. Don't dwell on the desire to be chosen. Choose you. So, I came up with this because... Your soft girl season is really, you know, like you said, Celeste, what brings you peace, what brings you joy, what brings you care. However, everyone's season isn't going to look the same. So, like, for one woman, the soft girl season could be, like, being more, taking the more submissive role in her relationship, not having to be the leader, right, and, you know, just handing over the reins and, you know, feeling comfortable doing that. Where some women don't have, like, they can't because their partner, husband, whatever, you know, is not taking on that role. So it's like these things have to be done. I have to take on that role. Um, For somebody else, um, their soft girl season may look like getting rid of baggage. And that could be physical baggage. Um, Like you said, making your space um, a space that you want to be in. But it could also be, like, getting rid of people the drama, right? So that you can feel lighter, that you can be more at peace. So in both instances, like you're lightening your load, um, you're feeling more at peace and you're feeling like, you know, it'll make you progress. Um, so I think that 
in our in our soft girl season, we have to look at what 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 is it for us that will make us feel just a little more soft. So That's recently, I've been told that I was masculine, and I was like masculine. You this, right? I'm like me masculine. But in what sense, though? Exactly. Yeah, what's so, the context? So the the way that it was explained was that because of um, my dominant nature, right? So, um, and I wouldn't necessarily say that I'm dominant but I will say that I always have taken on leadership roles like even from a young child till now so like I feel like naturally I can become a leader in different settings even in my relationship like I know that I am a leader in certain areas of my relationship but I don't think that that necessarily makes me masculine but I may take on some things that are considered masculine um but that's if 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 my husband isn't um doing certain things or if I'm better at doing certain things that I guess typically a guy would be better at, but I just take care of it better. Does that then make me masculine or does that make me just a part? Y'all you know, know what I mean? So this, this, it, this, it's, it's this different. Into, okay. Yeah. Into, this leads into like the, all the gender roles. And I think we talked about that in previous yes, seasons. We did. That, and that, that I struggle with that. That's, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't subscribe to all these, like I said, um, social constructs. If I got to take the bag of trash out, it's no book, it's no paper that says, oh, girls don't take, women don't take trash out. Okay, if if I finish, you know, say the trash wasn't full when my husband was home, but I just finished filling it up, it's no reason why I can't take out the trash. And I don't now think I that won't. makes you mad. I don't want to take out trash. Now, let me tell you why I won't though, Celeste. I won't because <laughs> for me, I feel like I do like a lot. And so I'm like, I'm not going to take this one, this one thing that you did. This is going to be yours. Like you, you can so, own this. And that's this. the thing, like you said, if everything, what is it that works for in your situation? Correct. Because Correct. Like, right now, as we speak, my, my husband is up there giving the kids a bath and he's about to put the, brush their teeth, everything, put their pajamas on and put the kids to bed so that when I'm done here, I can go eat my dinner and then I can lay down. So, yeah. Everything it depends on your situation. Like my husband cooks. Not everyone has somebody in their situation that cooks. Maybe the woman is the cook. You know, it just yeah. depends. It depends. Okay, so let me let me not say that that's just his thing because he did cook and he is upstairs feeding the children. So I was about to say, Maya, you better clean that up because you <laughs> see, that's his one thing. Exactly. All he do is take out the trash. <laughs> no, so I won't say that that's the only thing that he does, right? But I just feel like because that is his thing, that's your shit, like, right? I don't want it to then become like, oh, she Maya will just take it out. Like, no, 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 no. You know, I just don't want to start nothing. Don't start nothing. It won't be nothing. Don't start nothing. So are we saying that soft girl season is subjective and there is no clear definition? Yeah, absolutely. Because for me, it, this, this concept that, you know, that I don't subscribe to, but this concept for me is, has nothing to do with kind of what Maya is addressing or what mm-hmm. you're addressing either, Jess, because I don't feel a sense of like, I have to protect myself now. You know, Mama Bear always won't protect her cubs now. Don't, don't right. twist it. Mama Bear always won't step up for the cubs, but I don't feel the sense that I need to protect myself all the time. So to answer your question, yes, I, in my opinion, to this concept I don't subscribe to, I feel like it is subjective. It depends on what, what it means to you and how it works for your life. All right. Well, 
that's fair. So let us know, guys, what you guys think that soft girl season. What does it mean to you? How do you guys define it? And you guys can email us at pretty, the letter and purpose, duh, at gmail.com. You can slide in our DMs on Instagram at pretty underscore the letter N underscore purpose duh. And we are Pretty and Purpose Podcast on Facebook. Right. And that's all we have for you today, folks. Until next time. Thanks, PMP Posse.